Shout out to the money from the drugs. It's just a drug show on money love. Shout out to shout shout out to shout out to the money from the drugs. Shout out to the money love the drugs. Shout out to the money from the drugs. Shout out to the money love the drugs. Uh, I need some money. I got my plug. Yo, she always showing me extra love. She always throwing me extra drugs. I don't ever be up in the club. I'm in the cut and I'm counting up. Yo, bitch hit me when she needed up. I told that hoe get that money up, man. Hey, hey, but I'ma bust that plug anyway. I don't turn money down any day. I don't got no job. I work the stank. Hey, welcome to Run the Means. This is Exo Seattle Slim. And Rickety Cricket coming at you. <laughs> I don't know why I always have we do these intros. And thank you so much for rocking with us. If you guys remember us, we used to do another podcast. Um, but now we change it because our values have changed. Um, we're more working class. After November 8th, 2016, we realized that it wasn't going to be enough to talk about that liberal bullshit that we used to talk about. Come on, you know, we, Come on. We got to do more. We got to do more. So... We got it in our heads to do Run the Means, which is basically a play on Run the Jewels and Running the Means of Production, which is basically where we as workers take over and, um, you know, get actually all of the value of our labor. But that's a whole nother thing. This is episode two. Welcome, welcome. Happy WrestleMania Sunday. Oh, yeah. WrestleMania. Yes, we're going to be watching that because for once our uh, WWE Network account is current. Right. <laughs> I ain't lying. How many different emails y'all got for your WrestleMania or certain subscriptions that offer a free month? You're Hell so yeah. You said I ain't lying. <laughs> Hell yeah. So. We're not rich. We're not rich. We're not rich. We're working class. That's yeah. why we ain't doing the podcast. We're uh, we hella working class. So, um. <laughs> Um, so here we are. Oh, this WrestleMania shit. Sunday, we're gonna start off with Jib Jab, which is part of the episode where we just kind of talk about the random shit of life and just random shit. It doesn't have to be working class. We're not gonna put that in there. Well, it could be, but what I'm saying is that it's just random shit. It's the water cooler part. So we got Jib Jab. All right, all right, all, all right. Jib Jab got good Jib Jab. Jib Jab got good Jib Jab. And we are back. So here we go. We're gonna be talking first. Jersey Shore uh, back. Jersey Shore is back on Thursdays. The mess is back. The The snitchuation is back. The snitch. (laughs) Because you're always snitching on Ronnie. Ronnie's disgusting guts are back. (laughs) I know, man. Ronnie, like, clogged the toilet the first (laughs) night. (laughs) And and can we talk about dudes shitting in the dark with the door open? Is it that serious? Like, I don't... Like, I I don't understand that. You know... Like, you gotta let everyone smell that, and everyone's walking... They all walked in on him, shitting. That's the worst part. Doors all open. And he's sharing the room with the situation. Oh, God. I'd be so mad if I was like, I'd be some bullshit. The first night, you clogged the fucking toilet. Are you serious, bro? You know, and here I am, being the hypochondriac in the group. I'm over here like, well, clearly, he has colon cancer. (laughs) I'm not... I'm like, I'm not hoping that. But like if he ever like if someone who listens to his podcast knows him have him go ahead and talk to a doctor about this because this is Ryan, a, Ryan, you get on some colon cancer, this is how you get colon cancer I'm telling you get on that get on vegetarian shit. get on a liquid diet honey because that <clears throat> that is just ooh honey and I his girlfriend can we talk about the fact that he was like Sammy should be here with me <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part 
Now, can I ask you what what do you think I would have done if that would have been you on a reality show saying that about your ex girlfriend while I'm at home seven and pregnant. months pregnant? Yeah, yeah. Pregnant, seven months pregnant. Yes, what do you think would happen? Don't nothing, even come home. Nothing. Don't, happen. don't come home. Don't come home. <laughs> <laughs> Stop running for these people. You already know what's gonna happen. It's a fry pan to the face. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> nothing gonna happen. Nothing. <laughs> So I was just like, oh man, the conversations he must be having. I know he felt that sweat like in Nike and Peels. I know when they're watching it at home. Like, hey, honey, let's watch that. Oh shit, you know Ronnie's sweating. Them what? shit, them beef sweats. <laughs> said there was beef sweats. <laughs> them beef sweats. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, between the beef sweats and the constipate. Because I've seen sorry. Ronnie get him on the show. <laughs> Ronnie is convincing me more and more that being a vegetarian is the right course of action. So, like, I'm just. Uh, Ugh. But yeah, what what was what do you think he was thinking when like realized what was on that first episode? You know what? I don't even know if he cares. He doesn't care. He made he a whole fool of himself the first couple of seasons arguing with Sammy over the dumbest shit. You know right? <laughs> and she she did too. To be fair, she did too. She's over there like I'm just like a better person now, and so like yeah, she did too. Uh, yeah, I can't be here. Right, bitch. We they had a sex doll. Yes, of, of her. She's all in there. I'll be salty. No one's coming to my house. <laughs> no one's coming to my house. Oh, so we would be outside. Like, can I? No, you cannot. Yet. Moving forward, so this is going to be a little bit random. We were watching, like, YouTube yesterday on our TV, and then all of a sudden, IGN fucking pops up, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, we, you know, uh, you know, Maddie, Ricky Cricket over here, he was over here like... Maddie Mara. <laughs> Maddie Mara. He was like, this is the bullshit I don't like about IGN, because what they'll do, and I, and this is... What they'll do <laughs> is they'll have, like, they'll cheese you, right? I mean, you can yes. explain it better because I don't watch their shit for they'll this honey, reason. They'll honeypot you. They will. They fucking honeypot you with a nice title. Something yes. that one is going to be coming out. In this case, it was Leap of Fall. Leap or Fall from, and like, implying that it's Spider-Man, the new one coming out on September 7th or whatever. For right, so you're exclusive. Right, you're amped. Was showing a little clip of it and jumping off the tallest building, like, from right. Spider-Man 2, which was, like, crazy. Exactly. And then it was nothing. Yep. But these two dudes talking the whole damn time in like maybe two seconds of the actual game. Yep. But nothing that even implied close to the title. Exactly. Which is annoying. They do that shit all the damn time. And the lack of diversity is what blows. That's why I don't. Number one, the lack of diversity is what blows my mind. I'm just like, I'm not interested. You don't have any females in your videos, hardly. And when they do, they're just kind of like, I don't... Bad. Yeah, and, and you, they never, they're by, they're by themselves. They always have, like, one more female. Like, they have, like, it's her and, like, a guy who is a more obnoxious, talks over, you know, just doesn't... You know what I'm saying? Like, always yep. sucks the... And she ends up playing, like, second fiddle to him. Oh, yeah. Right? And so that's what's so frustrating about them. But it's so tiring because, like, they just put out content... Just for the shit of it. And it reminds me of like what Shook Knight was saying when he accepted <laughs> the awards <laughs> of the source. Where he was shading Puffy. He was like, you know, you ought to be with a, 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 the winning team. The money team. A better record label. Where you won't have the producers all up in the videos. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to see the video game. You're all up in the videos. I don't even know who you are. I don't care. <laughs> right? You yeah, all I don't really look need to the see them. Just show the video with them talking over it. It's I don't the same white boy with the same haircut, with the same t-shirts from Superhero Tees, goddammit. Yep. 
<laughs> I'm saying as hell. get you some diversity in there. I'm just saying. So that uh I think that concludes Zivja for now before we are gonna go ahead and move into uh <laughs> I love these things. Um capitalism works. But yeah, um buddy. yeah, any other jib jab there? Because I'm just there wasn't really too much going on. Oh, I guess we could talk. Uh, this could have gone in jib jab, but we'll talk more about um Tyrone Hankerson or that kid who stole like ten million dollars or a million. No, five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Okay. A little almost five hundred thousand. <laughs> I went off. He's suing him for ten million. Oh, you, a okay. Piece of shit. You right. You right. Yes, he's suing him for ten. You son of a look. So for someone who, leaking his information and shit, he's suing him. I right? was like, well, really? Maybe don't steal from you know. So that ten million ain't gonna do you well in jail. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they let you have fur coats and Gucci bags in jail. Oh, you know what we can do for a jib jab? One last thing. Can we talk about Cardi B for fuck's sake? Oh, can yeah. we? Oh my god! And number one, if you guys haven't seen that episode of Saturday Night Live. Watch it, but if you miss any parts, go ahead and catch the Black, Black Jeopardy um, part of the episode because the shit is mm, fucking that hilarious. Was, yeah, that was probably the best Black Jeopardy yet. Absolutely hilarious. Okay, so watch that shit. But at you know, Cardi B was she was the musical act for for yesterday. You know, if you guys haven't been living under a rock, then you already know that they have been wondering whether she was pregnant or not. Well, that's for the 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 blind people in the back, the, or like, <laughs> you know, like there are people who can't see the, the most of us. And I think any woman who's ever had a child knew that she was pregnant. Cause you're not slick. We can see that you're pregnant. You're a great, you know, your, your body's on point. All of a sudden you're hiding it under big fat, you know, Clothes. loose things. You might as well just put a neon sign to your stomach and say, there is a gut full of human here. Ah, shit. Okay. So we know she's pregnant, but I'm just so disappointed. Like I, and can we talk about the thing? So I'm not going to say where, but I'm just, I heard, so, you know, there was some rumors that she's an industry plant. And I'm still interested to see, know what that means. The only thing I'm going to say about Cardi, <clears throat> and this is where we're going to get into the working class part of it, is like, so, you know, yes, you can get into the politics of race and how she's a light skinned um, woman, right? So that then that puts her in the category with Beyonce and Rihanna, and that's why she's gonna be about. Mm-hmm. Well, we're that's kind of like scratching the surface. Like I'm just happy to see a woman of color winning. I'm an Afro Latina, so I'm happy to see her winning. Belcali sounds like anybody who used to go to school with me in Panama, so I'm happy to see her win. But at the end of the day, there was something like about her trajectory that seems so like it was organic at first. Like, with Bodak Yellow, I feel like it was organic. She was hustling. She had other songs. She had Fix Your Weave, Fix Your Weave, where she sampled okay. Lady Lesher, yeah. all that shit. But then all of a sudden, you know, like, like Bodak Yellow hits, and yes, it gets popular and everything, but then the white supermodels at Victoria's Secret start rapping to it. And that's when I'm like, mm, you jumped the shark. Whenever the white supermodels <laughs> at the Victoria's Secret shit start to sing the song, and you know they do it like a bunch of cornballs. They never do it with any swag. It's always like, they're always like, you know, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I think I'm going to, oh my God, <laughs> right? And so like... So, no one can see you. <laughs> I'm glad they can. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, glad can. too. I'm glad too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm just kind of like... You, yeah, I felt like she jumped the shark then when, because remember that was a big controversy. They were like, "Why mm-hmm. are the white girls at the Victoria's Secret fashion show saying the N word?" Right? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Mm-hmm. That's you know from 
from the song. So, you know, I just like, I feel like she jumped the shark there, but there was a chance for her to kind of dial it back. You know, what would this shit would all say? Like, okay, she's back to, you know, dealing with the shit regular people go through. But then now it's almost like there was so many people tweeting about this stuff and like people that would not have fucked with her when she was working class all of a sudden and her earlier shit. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, oh my God, I love everything. And I understand that she has, like, she's changed in a way, but I'm, I remember listening to the album where she had the dude giving her head and with the Hennessy in one hand or the champagne in the one hand, and he's between her legs giving her head, and, <laughs> and she's in the back of the limousine. She okay. Still, like, there hasn't been that much change. So for them to pick her up, all I'm saying is that if she's an industry plant, I'm saying where there's smoke, there's fire. And I feel like when the ruling class and like the people at the top get their clutches into her, we're going to feel, we're not going to be able to relate to her as much. Um, and you the mean pre- like Yeah. Like I, I think, yeah. And people who say they can relate to her are lying to themselves. That woman, I cannot relate to Beyonce any more than I can relate to a rich white woman, like in Beverly Hills, like Kyle Richards or like Lisa Vanderpump. I cannot like, you know, she comes down from Mount Olympus once in a while to, you know, get black once in a while, but then she goes right back to Mount Olympus with the other gods. So we'll just leave that alone. But, um, Mm -hmm. that concludes jib jab. And now we're going to move into capitalism works, whatever the frig I feel like. Um, putting mm. on next, but uh, <laughs> that concludes Jim Jab. Capitalism works. What are we talking about? Actually, what we're going to be talking about is capitalism works. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that actually worked out really well. So if you guys follow us on Twitter, twitter.com, run the means, um, you know, slash run the means, all one word, please check it out because we have a lot of good shit on there. So um, moving forward, um, yeah, so with um, this section, we're going to be calling it Capitalism Works, and we're going to be talking about the retail apocalypse. So if you guys follow us on Twitter, you may have seen us retweet this article um, that came out not too long ago. It's by Bloomberg. And so you might be wondering to yourselves, why would a bunch of leftists be listening to or reading anything by Bloomberg? Because capitalists tell on themselves, right? They have no problems. Like They don't think that the working class reads this shit, so we read it. If you read it, you'll see that they're incredibly bold and incredibly blunt about what they plan to do. Right. So in this particular one, um, this was an inter. This was a moment on Twitter. So right now they're talking about Americans are spending less and less on clothing. Right. So I'm going through these tweets and they're really talking about how bad it is. So like in our area in Seattle and Portland, we're at the zero percent mark, kind of like it's not that bad. But unsurprisingly, in some of these like red states like Kansas and um, Missouri and stuff like that they're already in the red. Like, they have a 53%, like, loss. Like, that's how much of their retail space um, that are, that their real estate, retail real estate loans that are delinquent. Um, I mean, Charlotte, like, South Carolina, it's really bad. New Orleans, it's really bad. Um, in, I think that, what, that's New Hampshire or something like that, parts of New York, like Buffalo. It's yeah. interesting that in the redder parts. But in California, as you can see, so that just goes to show you it doesn't matter. Um, in California, they're in the red at the uh, towards the south of the state. And so one of the things that they'll keep telling you over and over again, and this is what Evan McMullen says, is this is an alarming read about how growing online consumption, retailer debt, and rising interest rates threaten an even greater retail employment disaster, something we must address with new opportunities. Sir... I think you have to understand that really and truly it is not anything to do with the consumer and that's what they're not understanding. 
do you honestly, do you, how many articles have you seen that actually say these stores are closing down because private equity firm got in there, literally basically hijacked the place and said, we'll take care of your debts, but you're going to have to pay us back a fuck ton. Jesus. Right? So we're, there are we no more Toys R Us kids, right? Because yep. the debt is too high. They just can't pay it back. That's why there were almost no Christmas toys at Toys R Us last December. Because they were like, we'll just hold the, the shipments. Oh, yeah. Right? And so it, that just kind of goes to show you. So, you know, we're telling people, I, I don't think people are afraid enough. Like, a lot of people are employed by retail. It's a fail-safe for a lot of people. Like, okay, I can't get this job yet. Let me go work at, you know, Lane Bryan or JCPenney or some shit like that. And, you know, now what happens when a lot of this part of the population doesn't have employment? Right? It's going to be bad. And it's just like, I think people have to understand, it's one of those things where they're like, oh, you know, I think so many people are okay with it because they genuinely believe the lies the media puts out where they say, yes, it's because Amazon, right? And that's part of this shit, but Amazon's putting out bullshit. Have you ever been to Amazon? Amazon is not what it was like even five years ago. I go on Amazon, I have to make sure that I am filtering through the bullshit because they have a lot of... They have a a ton of crap on the Right? A ton of crap. And it's the same shit you would get at Alibaba. And I'm like... I'm not on Alibaba for that reason. If I want specific things like hair and e-cigarettes, I go to Alibaba. For everything else, I'm going to you, and that's because you're the only pony in town, right? And unfortunately, that's what made Jeff Bezos a trillionaire. So if you're worried about your job, if you're working in retail, please do be very afraid because your shit is not safe, and it's not going to be because they will make money off of you. I mean, like, this is what happened with Hostess. Private equity jumped in there, and... It's a damn shame. Yeah. That's the end of that. Um, moving forward into another thing that's going on with Capitalism Works, uh, we got to get that up on our Twitter, is... Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, this $5,000 rock that this... <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll read it from the Toronto police. This lady's a hero, okay? First and foremost, she did it for the culture, and I'm so proud of her. Uh, the Toronto police tweeted this out, I think, on four on April 6th at 7.10 p.m., Female sought in theft of over $5,000 investigation Monday, March 12th at 5.35 p.m. at the Gardiner Museum located at 111 Queens Park. She allegedly stole a rock on display of an artist exhibit. So if you guys go to our Twitter, you'll see the fucking rock. It is literally a rock. There's nothing special about the rock. It is a rock. You could find it near any train station wow. or bus stop. Right? It's a regular rock. love yourself. And then it says love yourself. You know why it's $5,000? No. Because Yoko Ono put love yourself on the fucking rock. What? Yes. That is retarded. Yes. That is straight. That is dumb as shit. Yes. How do they verify her her writing? I'm sure someone has to be able to have to verify that writing. You know, you got... Wait, first and foremost, you got to be careful with the ableist language. Right? We're working class podcasts. We got to be careful with that. But second of all, but I understand we're 90s kids, so we have that weird bullshit, you know. But yes, it is ridiculous. And as far as I'm concerned, she's a hero. I don't think she should serve any time. Um, she's doing us a favor by getting rid of this bullshit from the stupid art exhibit. And I can't believe that it's worth $5,000. It's worth $5 at most. No, I don't know. It's not at bad. most. I'll go get a rock and write love yourself on it and say this is from your Right? I'll give it to you for free. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'll put whatever you want. You want me to draw a dick butt on it? 
Because I'll draw a dick butt. So. I don't think you drew a dick butt. <laughs> I want my rock. My rock will be like, <laughs> dick butt on it and be like, literally love yourself. No, oh, shit. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, no. no. So, <laughs> so there's other things that could technically go into capitalism works, like this um, teacher strike. But that's actually going to be going into um, our next section, which is basically, it's kind of a cross between reactionary roundup and Devon get the tanks. Um, and so I was crossing my, or so I was screwing my employees over the other day. So you can put that into all of these categories because whenever you have a whole bunch of teachers going on strike, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, it's a little bit of in a red state. So you got some reactionaries who are finally pissed off. Um, they're reactionaries cause they're in a most, not all of them, but let's be clear. It's they're in red states. They're most of them are going to be reactionary. Oh yeah. Um, right wing and stuff like that. So, um, they're, so they're reactionary in a, for once in a positive, good way, I guess. Um, and then, but there's issues with that, right? So <laughs> their employers are trying to screw them over, but you know, they're finally waking up. So here, you know, get the fucking tanks. But at the end of the day, I think what people, one of the issues I had in my organization when we talked about this, and this is, um, you know, um, one of the, the things that I'm still struggling with is that these are, when we're looking at the demographics of the teachers in Oklahoma and I think Arizona and stuff like that, right? Those teachers are predominantly white working class teachers. Probably more than likely. Right. And so my issue is that leftist organizations that are like praising them and saying, good job on the strike. But are you mobilizing into these organizations to get their heads right? Because what's just going to happen is you, like I said before, you what you're going to have is craft unionism. And you know this because you're, you know, you work in a, you know, you're in a, been in a union environment. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like they'll get the carrot and then they'll stop. Yep. They forget everything else about the working class. They don't have that, that solidarity and that intersectionality that they're supposed to have. So they'll only see it in, a, in like a very small um, like their small world, like, oh yeah, I just need this raise. And then everything is okay. No, and you're not going to get the raise. So the reason why you're struggling right now is because capitalism is a piece of shit, right? And it's just, and it doesn't behoove the ruling class or the bourgeois f- for you to be educating people's kids. Yep. So that's just, that's just me. But as a union person, like, what are you, I mean, have you, you you've been reading about it, right? Um, just... That they went on strike and that they're protesting their horrible conditions. And we saw the books from their oh schools my God. with, like, the covers falling off and whatnot. Nothing but, says, I don't give a fuck about teaching you motherfuckers shit better than rusted old right? books. So, we all saw the guy that said he has to work three jobs. I didn't see that. Because his teaching degree doesn't... Uh, three te- jobs. Teaching, yeah, doesn't... He's... What is he... He's a teacher, he's a bus, he's a bus driver, and Jesus. something else. And he's a Lyft driver. I believe he was a, it was a male teacher, I believe, from Oklahoma. And the gig economy is doing so well in this like situation, yeah. right? They're like, oh, you are not getting enough money? Come drive around these uh, people for us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you know, they're winning. It's almost like a, a cabal. A cabal? Or I don't know how you guys would say Un cabal? <laughs> yeah. Of, of, of. Of, like, just these people coming together, just being like, okay, well, we'll railroad them. And when we fuck them up the ass, right, with these horrible conditions at work, then you can go ahead and get this workforce that'll work for scraps, you know? 
So, I don't know, I'm very, like, I want them to win, I, I want them to get their demands, and I'm glad that they're protesting, but if these, this goes back to also just, you know, um, white leftists as well, if you're not willing to go in to have the conversation and kind of get in there and, like, you just don't talk, you know, the fucking, just talking about is not enough, like, are there people in the, in Arizona or Oklahoma or wherever that are, like, willing to go into those teachers help but then also do like a mutual aid thing where we help bring attention to your plight because this is what we're fucking about right but also you got to understand this is you know there's kind of like a mutual exchange of information so we shall see what's going on with that but um it's good to see people striking i hope more people strike as long as their union doesn't break as long as their union doesn't but break they're in our yes. red state, so that's what they get that's what they get well you know like it's kind of you know i was thinking about this i'm like how do people live in these red states you would think there'd be a mass exodus with the exception of the people who are reactionary yeah the and, white ones you know and right wing well you know some of these black folks i'm telling you some of the shit i have seen so you know like the ones who are like oh i'm a confederate <laughs> they can right? keep ben carson Right, they can have these Confederate flag wearing motherfuckers like keep them. Right, we don't need that. Like go over there. <laughs> so I yeah. So good luck with all of that, teachers. But definitely pay attention to that. And if you have any unfair working conditions at your job, you definitely should be paying attention to what the teachers are doing because at the end of the day, your employer needs you to get the job done. And if they don't have you to get the job done, they can't get paid. They can't get money. And that is the only language that they understand. So that concludes. Uh, I guess this is. Um, I guess. Devon get the text. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving forward, um, we're going to be doing reactionary roundup where we're going to be talking about fucking IDF and what they did to Palestinians in a second. Reactionary roundup. One of the things that bothers me the most about media is seeing stupid ass commercials and one of the things I can't stand is that damn Libman mopping commercial. So this is a commercial with this lady. She's over here, she's mopping, right? Like cause mopping is so much fun, right? No, it's oh, not. Yeah, that's a okay. Blast. It's not a fucking blast, it's annoying. And so, <laughs> and so she's over here and they're always happy and excited to be doing the most basic of, of pigeon shit you know, mopping and stuff. And yeah, she's digging her hands into this dirty, filthy ass water. And I'm judging like, why did your floor get this dirty? But <laughs> she's all happy. And then like the mm. nerve of these capitalists in these commercials to be like, yes, bitch, we know that it is a joy for you to mop after your poorly behaved children oh, trample through your house and make a mess after you already cleaned it. So oh, here we're going to bless your ass with a new mm. mop. Yeah, bitch. I just, I can't. I'm, I can't. So if you guys ever see that commercial, I just want you to know, every time I see that commercial, she I, loves it. I lose a, a feather off my wings. Oh, right? Come on. So I... <laughs> um, but let's get into reactionary roundup in earnest. Um, Stefan Clark shot, shot six times in the back by um, police. Sacramento, right? I think so. I think so. And um, I get so tired. This is going to go under black and bougie as well. Um, and you can file that under that as well. So it's like reactionary and black and bougie. First and foremost, why are we still continuing to ask people what, like ask the police to not, to stop shooting us? Why are we still having this conversation? 
I don't know. You shouldn't. Stop asking an organization whose inception was the sole purpose, was for the sole purpose of harming black bodies and taking black lives if necessary. Right? And at the very least, you know, um, taking, robbing them of their freedom. All right. So I just, why are we still asking? That's like asking a tiger to like, can you please change your stripes? Like I need you to, it's not going to happen. So the only thing that you can do is just, I don't know. I I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm just going to tell you right now. It's not going to be, it's not going to involve asking. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. More like demands and, um, you know, eyes for eyes, but moving forward, Tyrone Hankerson, also on Twitter. Oh, God, this guy. If you, like, remember, basically. Last week. Or two weeks ago. He was outed for uh, stealing $500,000, allegedly, Mm -hmm. from Howard. Yeah, a bunch of people came out on Twitter. And then they looked at and they found his Instagram before he could delete them. And uh, he had some compromising photos on there. And with some some interesting uh, captions. (laughs) He's like, I have secured the bag, you cornball. Like, you freaking I, I just robbed this motherfucker like $10,000. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's over here like, I'm like, and, and and that's what he gets. Number one, like, uh, seriously. And then you punch down. You went and stole from other working class black kids, which goes back to sh- proof. Black capitalism is no better than white capitalism because capitalism itself, no matter what color you put behind it or in front of it, right, is is dependent upon the suffering of others. Right? I mean, Victor Hugo knew this, right? (laughs) That's why he was like, the riches of, you know, other men are, you know, dependent upon the suffering of others and the misfortune of others, basically. So, uh, get it. Right? So, Tyrone Hankerson, thank you for telling, for proving to us and being another in a long list of examples of why black capitalism is no better than white capitalism in, at, at all. Right. Moving forward. And that's another thing. Somebody talked to me about. They were like, you know, I wish you guys I hope there's a podcast where people would just not talk down to us. And I hope that this podcast did that. So if not, please let us know at Twitter dot com. Run the means. Or you can personally tweet me at Exo Seattle Slim um, and let me know what you thought of the podcast. And if we were, you know, relatable enough as far as explaining these things to folks and we can do a better job next time or we can, you know, step up our game because it was too simple and we're not getting in depth. But um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with him. But he's suing, every, he's, he's countersuing or whatever. No, he's just suing him for $10 million for leaking his information. So he might have something in that regard. If, if his information was leaked, he may have something in that regard doesn't mean that he was right and it doesn't absolve him of stealing he says that allegedly stealing allegedly stealing and you know he says that we are not understanding and that what he did was misrepresented but i mean money missing so at the end of the day is money missing then what's and there's and, and you, it's your, you took it without it being sent to you exactly what is that called and they can trace it back to you How, what does that look like I don't, so, I don't know. I don't know how you get that you can sue them when, if you're allegedly stealing from them. Well, if you know what? If you're allegedly stealing from somebody and you're stealing from, you know, black other black kids who are desperately relying on this financial aid to continue that college, you know, their college right? plans, you're probably a sociopath anyway and fucking psychotic. And like at the end of the day, 
<laughs> no, you would absolutely lie and say that it was misrepresented. So we don't believe you as it is already. So that's, um, oh, Black and Bougie. Another thing, Jesse Jackson was talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Because last week. Yes, it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually had the nerve to ask this Negro about any fucking thing to do with Martin Luther King Jr. And he just said some just ridiculous shit like... Oh, God, what'd he say? You know, he was just like, oh, we were... Well, first of all, you talk about the sanitation strike that got Martin killed, right? And he was like... Oh, yeah. You know, if you guys know, Martin was mainly killed. It was one thing to talk about racial unity and stuff like that. That was one thing. That'll probably get you killed. But what really got him murdered, right, by the state was anti-capitalism. He was anti-capitalist. Um, there have, there, it's been said that he was actually arming himself towards the end of his life because he was starting to realize that, you know, this whole unity thing that he was taught, like this whole, that his, he had to change tack because there was some people out there who would rather kill him than unify at all. And, um, Jesse Jackson was just like, no, you know, he, he died because he was talking about unity and, and stuff. And that was too much. And, you know, he just, I don't know how you can go from standing next to someone who was anti-capitalist and die for it to being the capitalist pig that you are right now and ineffective. Right. Yeah. So it's just why they continue to ask him about anything is beyond me. And I almost feel like, again, another famous. He's an he's he's an, an an original industry plant, and so if you don't believe in that Cardi B could be an industry plant, you obviously haven't heard about Sharpton and Jackson being plants for that particular industry. And that I would say, just white supremacist capitalism at the end of the day. Jesus. So that's what they do. Um, moving forward, we are going to have um, we're going to talk about um, the German terrorist attack and German terrorism attacks. Or yeah, that just happened in Munster the other day, and um. How, what happened? Well, basically. Is that the one you said the truck? Yeah, so a truck like ran in. Like first I saw it was like a street, then it's a restaurant. But you already know. Okay. In water is wet news. There was another terrorist attack in Germany in Munster. Three or four people have died, rest their souls. But at, <laughs> it's like I'm no longer surprised or even affected by these things because if we want the terrorist attacks to stop it's you could probably start with not arming saudi arabia that's one another thing you could probably rein them in right and by reining them it means it's dropping them like a like they don't even exist not, not gonna happen though right because of the oil too much, too much money what does that go back to mm-hmm. capitalism right right so we can we there is an answer to all of these terrorist attacks, folks. You can stop all of this right now. This can end t- tomorrow. Like this, we can end all of this. What what's gonna happen is you have fascists. The fascists, the Islamo fascists. These are the people who are are actually fascists, just like your Nazis, your your alt right, you know, weirdos and stuff like that. Except for their fascism comes is based on their on their misunderstanding of 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 religion of their religion which is Islam right so they're tying it in just like crystal fascists which they literally just have a whole damn video game about in Far Cry Five right and that's like the Ku Klux Klan and certain sections like those neo paganist um Nazis who are like we believe in Thor and Odin and all that shit oh god same thing right so it's like 
<laughs> you can end it by just dropping them like a hot, hot bag of potatoes and not emboldening them. Because what fascists use, fascists have a misunderstanding of capitalism. So instead of blaming capitalism for the issues that they're pissed off about, they're too pussy and they blame women, black people. They blame minorities. Minorities. Women. Exactly. This is what they're trained to do. Gays, people with disabilities. It's what they're taught. Exactly. If something's not going their way, it's someone else's fault. Exactly. So it's like so the the, the a Nazi has a, a lot in common with an Islamofascist. That's why they'll occasionally meet up over certain things like, oh, the Holocaust not being real. Like that's bullshit. But that's the type of shit that they talk. Like, so if you have nothing, if you're diametrically opposed, why do you agree on anything? Right. Me and Nazis don't agree on shit. We have nothing to agree on. Nothing. Right? I'm fully no. fucking communist, right? We have nothing to discuss. We agree on no anything. Right? So that's just how I know I'm on the right track. <laughs> right? <laughs> so maybe they can get on that. But in, before you guys don't get wrapped up in that whole bullshit where oh, Islam understand that there is there are people we're arming Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia in turn arms these guys pays them off, and the cycle continues. We win every time there's a terrorist attack because that justifies us going into Africa, going into the Middle East, and stealing those people's resources, saying yep. it's terrorism. Mm -hmm. It's all... Uh, it's it's really simple, right? So it is what it is. Just stay woke, stay stay alert, stay alive. That's what you used to say in the Army. Stay alert, stay alive. Um, I guess... Oh, and to end, man, I, you know, last but not least, um, and we're going to go ahead, and I'm just going to say that the IDF gets the fucking tanks. So for the, like the tanks, I'm gonna oh, go ahead and give them the tankies. Our tankies, the tankies are the awards we're gonna give out every fucking week um, <laughs> for people that we would just want to run over with a goddamn tank. All right, and um, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, gets this because only pussies shoot at people. Right? Unarmed people. Unarmed people who are doing a demonstration for their civil rights, bro. In their own life. Fight land. me if you don't agree. Fight me. Right, you can drop your location. At the end of the day, like who does that? They're not, and so of course they're gonna like. And what kills me is no one's asking enough questions. Well, right? it's not enough questions. Well, here's the thing. They'll say, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that they killed. Um, rest in peace, Yasser Murtaja, who was um press. He was Palestinian press. He was there. He was a journalist. He was covering the demonstrations. A sniper killed him. How? How? He had a vest. I saw the vest. I saw them he when they the carried the body. Vest. Yes, he did. He had the press vest. It was in blue, and it literally said press with the white thing, so on you know with the white letters on there or whatever. And so, how how? That's not supposed to happen. I thought. How do you get shot? I don't know. What did they say? So the IDF was like, well, we're not. We don't know. We, we would never shoot at the press. But when they asked, when the, the few enterprising people asked them, so how did this happen? They're like, we don't know. You're trash. The same, we already know that you're trash because uh, what what they did to Ahed Tamimi, um, I hope I'm not mis, um, mis, mis, um, mispronouncing her last name, but Ahed was fighting what I would do. If you're if you're a grown-ass man attacking my little brother, you're not going to do it in front of me. I'd rather die before yeah. I... So she's, she goes and attack, tries to get this guy. She attacks him as she should. And if you wouldn't, you're a pussy too. Straight up. And what she did was... She saves her brother, but of course they're salty. And so now they put her in jail. And every time they're trying to, she uses her rights or whatever, like, oh, she's a teenager. This is a, ch a, t a child that they have in prison for defending her brother. But yet still, you can't put your worthless president or prime minister, whatever the fuck he is, 
in jail for literally being caught. And we know he's been caught um, with bribes and shit. His son was agreeing with Nazis. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. But y'all have time to put Ahe Tamimi in jail. They how many? They put a lot of them in jail. They just put. Oh, they arrested a little four year old boy or five year old boy. Yeah, they they executed. Because he threw a rock, bitch. Are you so like? That's what I'm talking. Like that shit is so corny to me. Like I can't respect you. You're an army. You haven't. You don't know hard times. All right. You don't know hard times. They can only get away with picking. And what and what angers me is that we need to have more black folks in diaspora talk about this shit because what Palestinians are going through, remember, we're talking about black people as well, right? We're talking about people of color. Yes, Palestinians come in all, you know, um, shades. But we're talking about, Afri- like, this state, this 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 Israeli state that we have right now, right? They're, per- they're perpetuating and perpetrating um, acts of violence on black bodies, on Africans. They're deporting them. They're getting rid of them. They're treating them. How do you do that when you're literally your history has that in it like people doing that to you and i just don't understand that part but then again americans do the same shit they're like oh we don't want mexicans in here but you're a whole nation of settler colonists slash pseudo refugees like you're refugeeing yourself because you just did not have you know yeah i don't i don't want to live here so i'm gonna go where it's easy i don't want to yeah i don't want to live here there's not enough money in uh there's not enough money in land for me Wah. so let me go over and take somebody else's land and uh you know come with so it's just kind of like it's just frustrating to me and i just don't think the world is pissed off but let me tell you something when they stop killing palestinians is the day they stop killing black people in the united states unarmed Know that and vice versa. So if you don't think what happens in Sacramento to Stephon Clark affects you, if you're in Palestine, you are mistaken and vice versa. If you're in Sacramento and you don't think that what affects people in Palestine affects you, you would be highly mistaken and you need to keep listening to the random means because we're going to educate you. <laughs> right? That's what we're here for. So, um, yeah, that concludes, concludes today's episode. It's 2.47 p.m. Uh, WrestleMania starts at 3, and I got to edit all of this. <laughs> Is And then I have uh, the black side of history. So while you're still here with us, please check out my podcast um, where I'll be doing nothing um, but black history. It's called The Black Side of History. You can find me on Twitter at um, The Black Side Pod or Black Side Pod. And or Black Side of History, Black Side Pod. It's one of those. I'll tweet it on random means. Sorry, I can't remember. I have so many Twitter addresses in my head. Hmm. And the first episode, it's gonna drop this week. It's gonna be about the Black Nun of Morris. And I will have all of the tea, all of the salacious details of that. So check it out, the Black Side of History. You can listen to it on iTunes and um, Anchor and Pocket Cast and Google and all of that awesome stuff and um yeah so we'll see you if you like this podcast please again follow us on twitter at run the means check us out we have peacebreadmovies.com coming up where we'll be doing more conversations about entertainment news and movies and all that other stuff but like it's like a nerd website but actually good right because right. we're actually going to be breaking it down not sucking you know off. talking about the real issues yeah not sucking off the fucking studios and the capitalists and being like yes can we please have some more of your grace we don't care about grace what we're going to be mm. doing is breaking down the messages in the media and all of that good shit and um bigging up good media and roasting the shit out of horrible media so check Which that is out always fun exactly know. the site is under construction but check it out i'll be debuting later on this week so yeah like this podcast listen to us on anchor 
Anchor. Shout us out, retweet, do all of that show, um, show love. Thank you for listening and uh, tune in to us next week where we'll be talking about all that other stuff because we're here to teach you how to eat the rich with a soda on the side. Thank you for listening to Run the Means. Ciao. Peace. Shout out to the money from the drugs. It's just a drug show on money love. Shout out to, shout, shout out to, shout out to the money from the drugs. Shout out to the money love the drugs. Shout out to the money from the drugs. Shout out to the money love the drugs. Uh, I need some money, I call my plug. Yo, she always showing me extra love. She always throwing me extra drugs. I don't ever be up in the club. I'm in the cut and I'm counting up. Yo, bitch hit me when she needed duck. I told that hoe get that money up, man. Hey, hey, but I'ma bust that plug anyway. I don't turn money down any day. I don't got no job, I work the stank. Bro, I ain't got no job, he work his bank. Back in high school, I will work the pills. These bitches rolling, I'm copping fields. Taxing the lame, I ain't got no deals. Coming work up for shit was real. OGs be trapping all out the wheels. All of the risk for some extra bills, man.